Welcome to Flat Skirts and Basic Black, the Black Catholic podcast that looks at culture, pop culture, and faith all through a Black Catholic lens. I'm Marcia, the the co-host who probably just downed a whole lot of espresso, and I'm joined by my co-host Shannon, who is now putting coffee into an IV straight into her bloodstream, and she won't share with me. True. That's accurate. I'm not not (laughs) taking my secrets. They're mine. (laughs) (laughs) We are joined today by a super cool dude who we are super excited to have on the show, bringing us up to a total of three male guests on the pod, a fellow Chi-Town native and lover of Portillo's, Paul Cifuentes. Yay! Yay, (laughs) We're excited to have you here. So Paul, before we introduce you any further, we need you to answer a few questions and these are very, very important. Are you ready? I'm prepared. First, Paul, are you black? No. It's all right. It's all right. We'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) I am not black. Are you Catholic? Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are Catholic. Awesome. Well, welcome to the show. Um, So, Paul, tell us about yourself. You said my name wonderfully. Thank you, Marcia. That was beautiful. Paul C. Fuentes. Thank you. (laughs) I, uh, I live in Indianapolis, married to my wife. We've been married for 12 years. We have five wonderful kiddos. Our youngest will turn a year next month and our oldest just turned 10 in November. I work in youth ministry. I love working for the church. Wanted to work in any kind of religious education. Adults was really a passion and the only job they had was youth ministry. So I have been stuck in that or sorry, uh, called to that ever since. Um, Yeah, that's a little about myself. Work for the Archdiocese of Indianapolis. So happy Really happy to be here to have a conversation with the two of you lovely ladies. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. And um, the other question we always ask, which I can't believe we forgot, Paul. Oh my gosh. The most <laughs> basic thing about you. We, mm. How did we forget that? We were excited that you I were here. I, we didn't even ask you. I messed up the uh, order on the outlines. My bad. My bad. Sorry, read, readers. Sorry, no. I've been watching too it's much. Okay. Dear reader. Now you know. Dear reader, now you know that Shannon is the puppet master and I'm just on her string. Now you know. Now you know. But yes, Paul, what is the most basic thing about you? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's that's hard to pick just one and then to think that I would be a connoisseur of things basic and know what is basic or not. I'm going to go with my drink of choice at a Starbucks is a chai tea latte. Oh, love it. <laughs> I think love that's a pretty basic, like never got into coffee. My, my theory is coffee and beer are two things that most people drank because they wanted to fit in or mm. for like a big reason. And then over time they developed the love for them. Most people, not everybody, but yeah. many people it w- <laughs> would look that way. I never, I never could fit in no matter what I would do. So never developed a, a taste for either beer or you coffee. You were born to stand out, Paul. You were born you were, to stand yeah. out. You were born to stand Thank out. You. Paul, Thanks. Paul, why Thanks would you try teacher. to fit in? You, yeah. you, Paul, were mm. born to stand out. Yeah. That was my best Oprah. I love you. Oh, my gosh. It's okay. I've never fit in and I've never... Like I don't, I don't fit in anywhere. Like it doesn't matter. And I'm so used to it. So we are, we're, you're in good company, dude. You're in good company. Yeah. <laughs> so it's great to be here. 
now that we're talking about good company, <laughs> let's talk about our weather. Yeah. So important. Paul, I don't know if you listened to our podcast before, but or any of our new listeners or people who haven't listened in a while, mm-hmm. this is the part of the show where we do a weather check, where we talk about how we're doing and what's going on with our lives. And we base it off of weather. So it may not reflect the actual weather that's outside, but um, it, it just ref- the weather in our hearts and minds. <laughs> So Shannon, why don't you start? How is the weather in your neck of the woods? Oh my goodness. Well, quite literally the weather outside is reflective of my mood. It is bright and sunny, a little bit cool, but mostly delightful spring day here in Indy. And, um, that's how I feel. Like I don't, I, I kind of got over my post Easter burnout, um, you know, working at a parish Holy week is rough. And I've talked about this a million times on the show, Mm -hmm. like, that week after Easter, Easter week, I'm so like done with being at church. And it sounds mm. terrible because I love being at church and I love going to mass and I love the triduum, but then I'm like, I am worn out. And so I was very much like that. I was like angry if I just had to like answer an email. That's how bad it was this year. I don't know why. It's probably like pandemic times. Um, but this week I'm like, I'm excited to be back. My kids are like in school. They're actually doing pretty well. <laughs> um, it, it's been a rough year that way. I've got a bunch of really exciting things coming up in May. I'm about a week out, two weeks out from my second vaccination shot. So I'm really excited about that to be resuming a little bit more of normal life and just a lot of really exciting things happening in my life. So even though it's busy, it's a little cool. It's been great. How about you, Marcia? Awesome. In Illinois, the weather right now is legit, like my weather in my life. So we are supposed to get a surprise flash snowstorm tonight. <laughs> nope. Nope. What? One right. there anymore. <laughs> like where? Like my boss texted me and he's like, "Hey, we're supposed to get some snow. A whole snowstorm. There's going to be like two to four inches of snow." And I'm oh, like, "Mid April." Yeah, right. But here's the thing. I like lost my mind about it. And then I realized like my Facebook memory showed up and, um, April 17th last year, we had a whole snow. So I feel like that's it right now. Like I was just trucking along. Right. And I've got like stuff, like I've got all these things, um, that I need to do. Like I keep saying my plate is full. It's all good food, but it's still a full plate. But like just one more thing, like I feel like everything is just a one more thing. So that's kind of where my weather is. It's like everything's trucking along and progressing nicely. And then bam, snowstorm. Welcome. Welcome to my life. It's April 19th, the day that we're recording this. So whenever you listen to it, just know, I, like, I hope that all the snowstorm doesn't happen, but, yeah, but pretty- now we got to get ready for it. Pretty soon you're only going to need a light jacket. So I know pretty soon. I know that is an insult to basics everywhere that six days before I'm, I'm only going to need a light jacket that we get a snowstorm. I'm just saying, Paul, do you know this reference? Do you know this reference? Paul? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. You know what? This episode should come out on April 25th, no matter what. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but probably not because we have another episode to put on before that. That's but- true. But seriously, though, all I'm, I was I was preparing to have a light jacket. Everyone, mm-hmm. I was preparing. Nope, snowstorm. That that's exact. You know, that's even better. Yeah. That's even better. Thank you so much, Shannon. Thank you. <laughs> so it's from uh, for those of you who don't know, it's from Miss, Miss Congeniality. Um, mm. They ask the contestant. They go name your perfect date, and she's so sweet. Bless her heart. She's like, let's think. 
April 25th. It's not too hot, not too cold. All you really need is a light jacket. <laughs> That's a good movie. I remember I love I remember loving Mr. Geniality. Yes, yeah. it's a it it's pretty great. That's all I'm gonna yeah. say. <laughs> I don't think it tries to do too much. I mean, it's just there to have a good time and then yep. you get out it, and you're like, that was a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. It is so it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's all you want from that movie, and it's wonderful. And I even like the second one. I don't even care. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, I also would say Mr. Gina too was also good. <laughs> See exactly. Um, we're in agreement here. That means the whole world is in agreement. We yeah, exactly. whole world, that's it. That's right. If three like Chicagoans think that's <laughs> between reality, <laughs> so we're good. Now that you know about you know. The, whether that's supposed to be on April 19th and what April 25th should be. Paul, what is the weather in your neck of the woods? Yeah, thanks, Al. Right, that's Al Roker. That's Al Roker, your neck <laughs> yeah, of the woods, yes, right? Okay, is. just making yes. sure. I just want to yes, make sure it is. That you know that was a joke when I just called yeah. you Al. Okay, great. I do know it's not because I'm black. I totally get it. <laughs> I, I, it's not because I'm black and overweight. That's not why he calls me overweight. I I understand that he's not even overweight anymore. So so that's definitely not why. Or or are you trying to tell me something? Are you trying to tell me something? (laughs) Um. So I think I think I'm in. I think I'm in spring weather. I do. Uh, I think I'm probably a little more light rain spring weather. Um. But Mm -hmm. it's it's a spring day where like it's cool and sometimes it's sunny, but like consistently it's like rain like a little bit of rain throughout the day and and like it's good rain like grass is getting greener things are growing but like it's not you're not in love with it necessarily um you know things in our family's life like there's nothing bad going on but like we're just doing work right now i I don't know how to others say it like we're just kind of going through and doing good things and living life but like with five kids 10 and under like that is work and Uh, you know, babysitting is a parent. Oh my god! <laughs> it's a it's a parent. Uh, it's a little more difficult in pandemic time. So, like, getting yeah. out as husband and wife and getting some of that renewal time has been difficult. So, yeah, I, I would say that. I mean, we just kind of pause and look at one another, remind each other, like, it's okay to feel like it's rainy. It's mm-hmm. okay to feel this way. Um, things don't always have to be sunshine and roses, but like, we are kind of still doing good things, I guess that I would say, like th- the wheels haven't come off anything like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel that. I feel uh, that so hard. Paul. <laughs> yeah. Which is, and it's also the perfect like yeah. segue, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Today we're going to talk about that's something that's really important to everyone, like raising our kids in the Catholic faith. Mm-hmm. And I say our kids, even though I have no, I'm not raising any kids in the Catholic faith, even, even though we know that I am raising kids like that. I say you, job. you, you are. Yeah, <laughs> like I am I'm raising kids in faith uh, because they have they come with their own predisposed faith that their parents check off on a box when they come to me. So I am going to be a good listener and interject when I can. And I'm going to change like hosting duties over to Shannon. So Shannon's going to like flex her interviewing skills. So take it away, Shannon. Yeah. So we think that this topic is really important for everyone. Even if you're not a parent, we think that raising kids in the faith is important to talk about because whether we realize it or not, it's the job of the whole church to help raise and educate kids and to help them learn who Jesus is and encounter Christ. And so even though parents are the primary educators of kids in their faith, we all need to support kids. We need to support parents. We need to support everyone in 
learning how to know and love Jesus. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And hopefully, whether you're a parent, a grandparent, a auntie, uncle, whatever, like, family teacher, a family teacher at a residential child care agency, like a single awesome person in a parish where there are, oh my goodness. yeah, like, is that me? Gain something from this, not only for how to help others grow in their faith, but also to help you. So all three of us at some point have worked in pastoral ministry in a parish and diocese, all of that. And we have some insight as people who've worked on the opposite side of that from parents um, to what might be best. So if there's one thing that all of us have learned from ministry that you would give as advice for parents trying to raise their kids. What's one thing that you would say, like as the youth minister, as the pastoral minister, whatever, like what's the one thing you would tell parents to help teach their kids about Jesus? Um, don't force it. That's mm-hmm. seriously, here's the thing. I cannot tell you how many kids have shown up to youth group or any youth ministry activity. And they're just like, I'm just here because my mom said I need to be here. I don't want to be here. And they're super grumpy. Right. Mm-hmm. And these parents have decided you need to have faith. I'm going to plop you here at this youth group event. And then it's suddenly my job to engage them. And then to be like, you should have faith. Here we are. <laughs> also make this water balloon and love Jesus. <laughs> Do you know what? I mean, like, and yep. I, I really think it's a don't force it because like, well, you know, faith is caught, not taught. And just like the same thing, if you want to get your kids to eat vegetables, you eat vegetables, right? <laughs> so I think that's kind of what, um, and I think that's what it is. I think that's one thing, like, don't force it because gosh, here's the thing. And I'm also, I'm raising teenagers. I have like a very concentrated teenage view at this moment in my life <laughs> and Anything that I say they should do, they're like, absolutely not. And you make me. (laughs) I'm like, really? What is life? So that is one thing I would say. Don't force it. Don't force it. Just live it. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I I think I think what I was going to say, I think it's kind of similar, but normalizing talking about faith, I think is super important. Sometimes it's like a cold pool on a, on a lukewarm day in terms of like, you're afraid to get in. And like, when you get in, it's like, Oh, this is so cold. And once you get in the water, you're, you're fine. And the more you normalize that, the more you take a plunge into that pool that you think is going to be too cold, the more you're okay with doing that and helping normalize the conversation about faith, I think is super important. I think there's a lot of different ways of doing that. I think the church's liturgical life offers so many inroads into having conversations. Just this past week, I was, I think I was doing yard work and I was just like thinking about the gospel. It doesn't happen all the time. Sometimes I'm just thinking about the Chicago Bulls, the Chicago Bears. So don't, I don't want you to think like, oh, what a pious man. Um, but I'm sorry, wait, was, but everyone thinks about the gospel at all minutes of the day, Paul. Yeah, like, exactly, you, right? Well, don't be modest. Don't be yeah. modest. And I just was like, if I asked my children what the gospel was, like, would they know what I'm talking about? Like, am I preaching the gospel to my children? So I just jumped in during dinner. And I wasn't like, tell me what the gospel is. I mean, they're 10 <laughs> and they're basically having conversations with a 10-year-old and 8-year-old. So we had to like ask a lot of different questions and, and inform conversation. But like since that conversation, my 10-year-old has been asking me questions like crazy about things, about like that the Trinity is one God. When Jesus died, did the Holy Spirit and God the Father die as well? Yeah. I was like, oh, 
Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> let's let's go. That's there. a great question. Um, yeah, that's on the way to mass. Yeah, it's a beautiful well, question. And I'm like, we can, I, <laughs> and yeah, I never even exactly. considered that. That's amazing. And and we love that question. Or like, he asked like, how do we know Jesus was real? And like, those are the questions that I want a ten year old asking. And like, I, we gave him. Now it helps that my wife has a master's degree in theology, and I'm very comfortable in talking about the faith. So like, we're ready for that. But we didn't have like the perfect answers prepared. We, you know, affirm the question, give him some different answers and say, let's keep talking about this. We love those questions. Cause he, at one point he's like, I don't know if I should be asking this, or I don't mean to be rude. And we're like, this is not rude. This is a great question. Great job asking this question. So like, I think that's so important of normalizing the faith and part of it. I don't, it's not just about asking questions, but, but normalizing that like faith is something that we grow in and we wrestle with, et cetera. So I think that that would be something that, that is, I think really intimidating to parents because I don't think they're qualified or they can't do it, but it's super important that we do um, to, 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 as you said, like catch the faith, not necessarily teach it, you know? Absolutely. And kind of jumping off of that with what I was going to say, I think segues perfectly. One of the things that I've learned as a parent and I, you know, like I have all the degrees and fancy whatever words, but like that doesn't help my seven-year-old who's asking a tr- question about the Trinity. I can't be like, well, <laughs> there's this thing called blah, blah, blah. Exactly. <laughs> like according to this doctrine and this text. <laughs> um, but I remember it was one Lent. I was like doing my normal complaining about fasting or something, or I, I just was talking about how I was fasting. It was Ash Wednesday or something. And my oldest Owen, who's now 12, I think he was about eight at the time asked, well, why do you fast? And like my instant response as a Catholic was like, because we're supposed to, because the church says so. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. that wasn't the question he was asking because like we did all sorts of things in our house because the church said so. I mean, he's grown up not eating fish and all that, or not eating. Yes, definitely eating fish, not eating meat. Um, and, uh, and all the things like, and like, I'm not the best at like keeping the liturgical year, but like we, you know, we decorate for Advent and we have our wreath and those kinds of things. And he goes to our religious ed and all that. But Um, But he was asking, like, what's the point of fasting? And I was like, I need to answer this question. And so my advice, which is what I did, is that I spoke from my own experience and I spoke to my own faith and why I do it. It wasn't like some, you know, sort of from the, the pulpit answer of like, fasting does this for us spiritually and blah, blah, blah. I said, well, I do it because I think it makes me a better person. And I think it helps yeah. me love Jesus and talking about all of all of the reasons why I submit to what the church asks me to do, because I don't have to, right? Like you could not fast and still love Jesus, even though the church says so. Um, we do it because we believe that practicing this way helps us know and love Christ better and be a better person, right? Like that, the heart of the matter of what our faith is, is that. And so as parents, like you don't have to have the perfect answer at any point in time, but if you share your faith, right, just like you would with a friend or, you know, anybody else, we, we don't need to give people doctrine. We need to invite them into relationship. And the only way we can do that is by sharing our own relationship with God and sharing what it's done for us and what God has done for us and how it makes us different and holier. Um, and we don't have to use those words, but, but um, none of us would stick around in the church if we didn't think 
that this is where the fullness of life in Christ is. And so we need yeah. to share why that's important to us. So yeah, that would be my, my little tidbit. Um, oh, that's great. No, I love that because it's almost like they should, like we should be able to like share a relationship in our faith. It's kind of like, like the music that, you know, your parents listen to. You're like, oh, I know all this music because this is always around the house or it was always, you know, there, like, I know random music from the seventies, like that I didn't realize I knew because my parents were teenagers in the seventies. Do you know what I mean? And so like, just things like that. And that that's kind of the music that I grew up knowing and listening to. Like you've got, you've got all your stuff that you grew up listening to because it was in your house. And it's probably the same with you, Paul. And so that's kind of the same thing, like, you know, with our faith, which I keep, yeah. I keep forgetting that I'm not the interviewer. Cause I was about to ask the second question. <laughs> well, I, Shanna, I wanted to, I want to comment on that. I think that that's great. I think one of the other things that I've learned over time, and I'm not really good at this because I'm often in like a teaching role, but I'm trying to get better at is then like a kid asks a question, you give an answer, but either before or even after you give an answer, then like turning the question back to them. Mm. Like, what do you think are some good reasons to fast? Yeah. What do you think? Why, why do you think it could be a good thing to fast? Because I think that's one of the big things for parents as well is like, we need to trust in God's grace mm. and that this is the fullness of faith, but we need to also like help our kids think through these questions because yeah. they don't always think through the questions themselves. Like they ask you a question, you give an answer and then they leave. But like, it's also a great opportunity to like, let me help you think about these things and like you help you process because we don't always process things. And in today's time, like there are a lot of things that we do like screens and whatnot that take the processing away from things. We just react. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like that helping our kids process, I think is a really important thing to our faith as well. So like asking a question, like, what do you think? And they might be like, I don't know. Like, okay. <laughs> um, or they could be like, oh, I'm going to think that for about that for, for a minute. Love that. I love that. I'm going to steal that for later today. When and I've stolen it from somebody. So I've, I've learned Great. it consistently. That's what, yeah. that's what ministry There's is. nothing new. Exactly. Nothing new under the sun. Stealing from everybody else. In a different font. In a different font. Yep. Like, but we all recognize, we all recognize it. Awesome. Um, so one of the reasons that we invited Paul here is because we, we both know Paul personally, as well as you could probably tell from all of the talking that we've been doing. But one of the things that I love about Paul and Alexa, uh, their home is that they do such a great job of bringing the faith into their home. Like Paul's saying, like, I don't think we do a great job. Like, and I'm out here saying, yeah, you guys do. Um, because, uh, you know, like I think about things that I've been to, you know, we've been to parties at your house for epiphany and things like that, that you guys are just always making the liturgical year, the faith, a part of your home. And so just wanted to ask, and of course, Marcia, you're welcome to answer this too. What's one thing that you guys outside of going to Sunday mass, you know, which we all should be doing, right? That's the number one priority for everybody. Yeah. Your kids to mass. What are some things that you guys do to kind of bring church home, right? To really be the domestic church, not just have church be there, but it being the church in your house and in your community. I don't know how well we do it, but I love trying things. Like I believe in the liturgical life. And so we just try, we just try and see, see how it goes. Sometimes it goes great. Sometimes it doesn't go how we think it is going to go. One thing that we do during Advent is our, is our approach to like celebrating 
celebrating the season of Advent and Christmas. So like, for example, we do like a progressive Advent. The reason why this happened is because my wife and I both used to work at parishes that were different parishes. And so like the weekends were always super busy and then the weeks were, it was always busy. Mm -hmm. And to like do all the Christmas decorations, like we just, that just didn't happen. And so what we did is like, I kind of pitched it that we would like do it over time. And so we did that. And then it kind of normalized into around the liturgical weeks of, of Advent. So I would totally advocate for this because I think it's much more doable. So my wife, I grew up outside of Chicago. I grew up at my, my dad, his neighbor's house had a fire because their tree was a real tree. So we never did real trees, yeah. but my wife grew up in Connecticut and like they still to this day go out and cut down their yeah. tree. Um, <laughs> so we were going to get a real tree. So what we do is the first Sunday of Advent, we just prepare a space and cl- do some cleaning. We don't put out any decorations. We're just really easing into things. The second week of Advent, we go and we get the tree. That's the one thing we do. We get the tree and boom, it's in its spot. Nice. The third week of Advent, we put up the Christmas tree lights. You know, it's um, Gadate Sunday. So mm-hmm. it's like, woo, candle uh, lights. Rejoice. <laughs> yeah, rejoice. And that's when we wear pink. <laughs> we, we wear exactly. pink. We wear pink. I got my pink tie on for, for mass and we put lights on the tree. We usually do this on Sunday, like, Whenever mm-hmm. we do our thing, it's usually on a Sunday after mass or, or later in the afternoon. And then on the fourth Sunday of Advent, we do mostly our decorations. Mm-hmm. And then I don't put, because this is where I'm at, and it's a compromise, right? My wife, if we could, she'll listen to Christmas music and like right after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. I am like, it's called Christmas music for a reason. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. I don't want to listen to Christmas music. I want to, and I want to bask in it during Christmas. So we don't do any Christmas lights outside until Christmas Eve. And that's mm-hmm. when I'll do them usually late at night on Christmas Eve. So I'm the only one doing it. Um, time. <laughs> exactly. So, and, then, and we leave them up. We leave them up. Like everyone's like, number one, our house is dark. Everyone else's house on the block has the lights up. And then ours go up on Christmas and last until sometimes I'll put them up until like, wait, like almost until Ash Wednesday. Like it'll go, probably because I'm lazy and it gets real cold in early January, no but, um, no judgment. but yeah, <laughs> so like doing that kind of stuff with our family has just been like, like it gives opportunity to talk about why we're doing it this way or talk about readings and stuff like that. But like, it kind of eternalizes the celebration of the church mm-hmm. in those different ways. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that we do. We also a big octave people in the Roman rite of the church. There are two main octaves we celebrate. So Christmas octave, an Easter octave. So the eight days after the, the day and the seven days after the feast of Christmas and of Easter, we celebrate Christmas continually. And the eight days after Easter, every day is solemnity. So we lean into octaves. Like we party big time. Like I get, what are we going to have for meals? How are we going to celebrate today? Mm-hmm. Every day we need to celebrate a different That's way. Awesome. We, each octave, we go to Chick-fil-A and we call it Chick-fil-A octave. Yeah, um, so, <laughs> that is amazing. So, yeah, it was so it's oh collective, and kids can get whatever they oh want on the menu. Like you get it, yeah. yeah I mean, wow. reasonably, right? But like, do you know you know our friend Katie, right? Our friend Katie hey. Prejean McGrady. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. You need to tell her about Chick-fil-A Octave. I think that you guys could bond over this. <laughs> like she loves Chick-fil-A so, so much. Anyway, oh, yeah. finish what you're saying, but you, you oh, guys no. should talk. We do Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A Octave. I'm trying to think of what else we did. We have um, traditions of food that we have on normal, uh, on certain days. On 
Good Friday, we usually have salmon patties that my I grew up having on my yeah. dad's side of the family, my Hispanic yeah. side. So it's just as those like traditions, those memories for kids are so important and ingraining those things. So like I on one side I say try new things, and the other side is like try something and then like try it again the next year and mm-hmm. allow your kids' imagination to kind of grow with the traditions that you do. We don't need traditions as adults. Like we have that stuff ingrained, but like doing things over and over for kids, like help develop those memories in their, in their minds. And that's such an important part of our faith is the experience and the memory and the, the remembering. I mean, that's literally what we do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's so Mm -hmm. important to develop in our kids that, and I don't, our culture doesn't necessarily lend itself to that. We don't have long memories as cultures. We build and then tear down and then build and then tear down. So I think we can help our our kids uh, develop that with something that's so important to faith. So I know it went on for a long time, but those are some of the stuff oh, we do. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we never talk a lot on this podcast, no. Paul. So that was real <laughs> uncomfortable. That was so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Totally, you know, agree. And I think that's important whether we have kids at home or not like to bring those traditions and even if you're single you know like I remember when I was single and had like I was in my first apartment I was so excited and just doing those little things around the liturgical year especially because I wasn't able to get home to my extended family or whatever mm-hmm. and it also uh, helps us connect to the to the wider church you know to connect to the church globally to talk about you know, the faith I love to talk about enculturation. I'm not going to talk about it because Marcy is like, you talk about it every podcast, <laughs> right? Like that's, that's the way that we, it's okay. <laughs> our faith and by enculturating, we bring our faith into our culture and we bring our culture to our faith. So mm-hmm. one of the yeah. things in America in particular is like, we have a many, many, many cultures. And so those all intersect. And so we, as individuals, as an American church, can sort of build what does it mean to be the American church doing Christmas? What does it mean to be the American church doing Easter? Going like Chick-fil-A octave. That's so American and I love it. <laughs> I love that so much. I love it so much. It's it. pretty great. <laughs> right. So it's it's important for all of us. And it also like the ways that we keep the seasons and keep our, our faith as a wider church and as individuals also help kids in every stage to see that it's not just like our family that puts up the tree, you know, like Paul says, you know, it's like, Oh, well, they might not do it exactly the same way we do, but like, we're all keeping the sacred time together and encountering Mm -hmm. Christ in the sacred time together. So a couple more questions. Here we go. Uh, What are the challenges that each of us face in making a faith a priority at home? I know for me, it is just making it intentional, right? In between the soccer games and the working at a parish, just being busy doing stuff for other people (laughs) to grow in their faith, kind of balancing um, my own walk, my husband's walk, our kids, like where they all need to be. Um, like I always joke with Eric, it's like, sometimes I just want to leave work at work. So like bringing Jesus home feels a little bit like bringing work home, um, yeah. uh, and separating out 
that like celebrating Jesus at home is not work, right? It is like just because yeah. work is part of my faith life doesn't mean that um, it is the same <laughs> as my faith mm-hmm. life. So mm-hmm. um, how about you, Paul? Yeah, I, I think it's similar of like, for me, it's trying to sometimes decide like the feeling of like, am I doing the right thing? Or am I doing enough? Yeah. Like, uh, I think the struggle for me is like controlling everything. Like I want to control it and I need yes. to give that up. Right. Like I, I think the thing I take solace in often, and I was going to say it earlier, I think it kind of fits in is like, like the church requires, calls us and requires us to do, obligates us to do certain things. And like, if we just did that, like churchy stuff, like with parish and, and mm-hmm. church life, like we're okay. Right. Like okay. our family did not go to Triduum this year. We yeah. did not go to one Triduum. We went to stations of the cross at noon. Mm-hmm. I think that's when it was at our parish. And that's it. We didn't go to the the, the Good Friday Triduum service. And part of me in my head, like, you know, being a good Catholic, like I should get my kids there and our kids mm-hmm. should, our kids go to the vigil. And like, that might be where a family is. That might be a tradition that might be beautiful, but like, it's not required. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and we can live the fullness of faith and receive grace into our homes without that. So like, I think sometimes the challenge is knowing the right thing to do and feel and starting the second guess, like, am I doing enough? Am I doing the right things? Am I being too pushy? And usually that's an opportunity where like, I talk to my wife about that and we pray about it and mm-hmm. uh, maybe pull things back, maybe do more things, who knows? There's different, different situations. But like, I think that's one of the biggest struggles is because like, especially in our time, if you start looking for it, there are a lot of stuff you could be doing in your home with your kids, yes. you know? And there's a lot of things you can be doing at church especially as we come out of a pandemic, like, so finding the right, the right thing to do. And then also, if you haven't been doing a lot, like where to start and how much to start with. And I would say like, just jump in the water, just go for it. um, And, and go with, with what the church asks for you and, and, and asks from you and and start to do that. And then, you know, see where the spirit takes you in some ways. That's awesome. I have nothing to add. (laughs) Marcy is like, I just do whatever I want to do because I'm alone and it's great. <laughs> I don't no, think anybody else's feelings. <laughs> well, I mean, I, it's, we have a weird structure here where like our kids, like I said, they check a box when they come in and if their families say that they're Protestant, then they're Protestant. And then they, you know what I'm talking about? They say they're Catholic, they're Catholic, but I always make sure to just, you know, do all the things faith things anyway <laughs> like, you know in some way in some way not to like force them but in some way like they're gonna see me live on my faith I have nothing to add to what you said but I'm just explaining it's not because like yeah, you live in a different situation than yes with your own children who are biologically yes. actively yours yes um. right exactly like I mean my my biological child like definitely knows I'm living my faith and we're doing all the things like I was his confirmation sponsor Paul just so you understand because Paul's probably like what do you mean because I'm not allowed to be your kids my kids confirmation sponsor so my uh, my son Dylan I placed up for adoption at birth and so I am his confirmation it's an open adoption and when it was t- time for him to be confirmed he asked me and I was like I'm doing something right <laughs> like, <laughs> so I'm just saying I'm the perfect model of Catholic faith <laughs> perfect perfection you did it, you did it. No, I, th- I think one of the other things to remember that comes to mind is like like a lot of things I talked about were extra stuff. Like we do this and this way, we do this and this way. And I think it's also just like, if faith is important to you, the part of that normalizing the faith is like bringing it up during the normal times. 
absolutely. Now, this isn't su- super normal, but the thing I was responding to was normal. And I, I, I'm going to brag on this. It was the proud papa moment. <laughs> like, So my daughter did a reading at her first communion uh, like last Saturday. And um, unfortunately for her, she's a, she's a hesitant reader. She's a good reader, but she's hesitant, but she wanted to do it. And we encourage her to do it. And she had it really well done. She would, she had it not memorized, but really she was reading just really impressive. Well, the Wednesday evening before her first communion on Saturday, they changed the reading on her. And oh. it went from like a the reading from like the lectionary for children's mass mm-hmm. to the octave reading of set the Saturday of the octave of Easter, yeah. which is like the word Sanhedrin's in there. There's a lot of people talking. Like it's oh, just a lot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She balls the word Sanhedrin. She exactly. She was bawling. She's like, I can't do it. It's too long. I can't do it. I can't do it. Like my wife was with her when she told her. She's like, I just had to rip off the bandaid and tell her. You know, after I texted her wife, like, just give her room. Let's let her breathe on this for a bit. And like, I'll talk to her tonight. So we had dinner and then I asked if she would go on for a walk with me. So we went for a walk and went by this little pond by our house. And like, I just had the conversation with her and I brought up it's just a Holy Spirit moment. And, but like brought up Moses and like how mm-hmm. Moses had yeah. a speech impediment. And like mm-hmm. Moses was called to speak to the Pharaoh. And I was like, what did Moses, what, what happened? She like. The, the Pharaoh released, you know, his people. And I was like, yeah. And like Moses stuttered. I'm like, you don't stutter. And like, think of the awesome things that God was able to work through Moses when he was. And I was like, you know, God will be with you in this. And, and I also said, being like a, a proud Papa bear, I was like, I said, and honey, if we get all the way up till it's your moment to walk up there and you don't want to do it. You can look at me and say, Daddy, I don't want to do the reading. And I said, I will go up there and I will do the reading. Mm. And I told the deacon that at the parish. I was like, look, you know, mm. my dog's <laughs> going to do it. She can do a great job. I said, but if if she doesn't want to do it, I'm going to do it. And mm. like, I was kind of a little little puff, puff your chest out dad kind of moment there. But but like that, that moment, right? Like that opportunity to like weave in the faith. Now, I'm not saying like every moment. You should think of a scripture story to relate to your kid. Not every moment, but there should be some. Like if our faith oh is gosh. important to us. No. Yeah. I'm just saying, like if our faith then, is important I grew to up us. Protestant, okay? Like I like I wasn't triggered, but I wasn't not not triggered. <laughs> <laughs> so and I think that's where it's normal, right? Like if it's if it's something like there's a Bible story for this, that might be a little but like mm-hmm. being able to bring that in and just having like, you know, once again, I asked the questions. I didn't like solve the whole mystery for her about Moses and whatnot. But I think that that's another part of like you don't have to do Chick-fil-A active. You don't have like, you just have to normalize. You have to bring it up in conversation that like, this is something that I experience. And if you don't experience your faith on a regular basis, like on a daily basis, then like, I'm not judging you, but I'm calling you perhaps to some prayer um, mm-hmm. because that's what God wants from us. Right. God wants to be in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before we can start inviting him into our kids' lives, we have to invite him to our life, which I I need to do that more. But yeah, I just wanted to say that as well. Like that's kind of a, I don't want to think that like you have to do all arts and crafts uh, 365 days a year to be a good Catholic parent. No, there would be hot glue everywhere. Like no one has time to clean up that much glitter. I'm just saying. Also, I think that is just really beautiful. That was seriously so beautiful. I'm like, I love that story about you and your daughter. So she got up there and did the reading, right? She nailed (laughs) it. It wasn't you. You weren't like pretending you were a second grader. (laughs) That's amazing. The funny thing thing was, is that like our Ambo, our lectern goes up and down. 
like it moves up and down, Ooh. but really slowly. That's and so like it was set to the low one. And I was just like, I told Alexa, I was like, and I will put it up slowly. <laughs> and they will know the people in the sanctuary will know why I'm doing it slowly. So yeah. Luckily, and protest didn't, didn't for happen. your daughter. You have yeah. her back. You are like, that is yeah. that I can't, I can't, I would love to have seen that. You just sit there and look everyone in the eye. <laughs> like, exactly. look the, the bishop, the deacon, whoever, like the priest in the eye as it rises, like oh, mm-hmm, right. y'all change the reading. Oh, y'all change the reading. Right. Oh, she's adorable. She was very adorable. <laughs> I love it. I love first communion pictures and they're just, they look so angelic, but then you know, in five minutes, they're going to like abuse their sibling. But for that moment, it's amazing. It's so amazing. We already had the discussion with our seven-year-old Will that he has to um, wear a, a tie for his first communion, and he's not happy. Oh, uh, I'm sure that was the end of the world. As soon as we're done, <laughs> like, that's fine. I was like, Oh my gosh, that's for Jesus. <laughs> Right. Like that's a moment where we talk about like, why do I make him dress up for first communion? Because you're about to receive Jesus. That's amazing. It should be special and you should be nice enough to Jesus to dress up. And also you will dress up because your grandmother's going to take pictures of you. <laughs> like that's, those two things. Can yes. Rats and Jesus. That's hilarious. Um, mm. That's parenting. Mm-hmm. No, no, don't threaten your children with Jesus. One of Once the- again. I'm not not true. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things, and my husband will say this, he will defend himself. And I'm about, he knows that in a very figurative sl- sense, I'm about to slap him every time he does it. One of the things that drives me crazy about my husband and his parenting is like, if our kids are doing something bad and then they like knock into a table and get hurt, he's like, see, God was punishing you. And I'm like, no. terrible deal. <laughs> terrible. So that's my other parenting advice. Don't say stuff like that. <laughs> So Eric Schmidt, I'm I feel like I feel like my line about growing up Protestant just needs to be in here. We just need to get the sound bite. I'm not saying I'm triggered. I'm not not triggered. <laughs> That's a real thing. Like it is. Sometimes it got real fire and brim, brimstone in uh in that. Yeah. <laughs> or or the the ever popular offer it up if you grew up Catholic. Offer it up. <laughs> offer it up for the poor souls. We've talked a lot about parenting. It's time to kind of wrap up. But first, it's the most important part of the podcast. It's the time in which we offer what we love to you. It's the offer trail. Yes. This is what we are. We're happy to offer this up. Yes. <laughs> it's our offertory. I really love the offertory. I was like, I came in. I was like, oh, offertory. I get to tell people things. Tell them what I like besides all my Instagram followers that know about the coffee. About the coffee. So. Actually, I'm going to make you go first since you right. brought it up. And I just- so for those of you who are not familiar with this, including Paul, who is our guest, uh, the offertory is the time when we do our recommendations, things that we love, things that we think you should look at, things that we um, maybe are a little obsessed with, like the pistachio latte from Starbucks. Um, <laughs> pistachio, for all of those of you who are not Italian. Um, <laughs> for all of those who don't understand my Italian pronunciation, it is pistachio. <laughs> and that's how they can tell if you're American when you show up, or British, when you show up. Or if it- I show up in my Chicago mm-hmm. accent, can I have pistachio? I think they'll probably, pist- know. I think they'll probably know you're not Italian. Yeah. I'd be like pistachio, pistachio, pistachio. It's real guy. I like the pistachio. 
Well, you can laugh out loud. I love I how he's like holding I it nothing. in. <laughs> well, you guys understand the Chicago accent when it comes out. But uh, today I am going to offer you a book, which I love, um, which I came across in youth ministry. It's called Sticky Faith. Um, and it obviously relates to our topic. Uh, basically, it's the Fuller Youth Institute, which is a Protestant seminary. Uh, they're kind of like broadly all Protestants. Um, and they have Catholics there sometimes, too, when they feel like it. Um, <laughs> And uh, they did a study of about a thousand youth group kids. So these are kids who are already in youth groups and active in youth groups, uh, tracing them through their junior year in college to see who stuck with their faith and who didn't. So how does faith stay sticky? And the, the stuff that they discovered was really interesting. And I think really surprising to those of us, even who were youth ministers that were like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> um, so they kind of have some big takeaways that they give for both for youth ministers, but also they have a book for parents. So they adapted, it was done as a youth ministry study, but they were like, this is really important. Um, And most of the people who did the study would say like, it changed the way I parent. And I read the book and it totally changed the way I parent my kids and their faith. So I highly recommend it. It's called Sticky Faith. And uh, I can't remember all of the authors right now. There's a couple. Um, but you can get it. Kara Powell. Kara Powell. Thank you. I knew her first name. I couldn't remember her last name. So Kara Powell is the the main author and there's a couple others who, who also were on that. And so, um, I recommend if you're a parent, getting the parent version, if you're in ministry in any way, shape or form, definitely get the youth worker version. So that's my, my offertory for today. Who else wants to go? (laughs) I can go. Contrary to anyone's fears or beliefs, I'm not going to be offering all things Taylor Swift. I feel like if you know me, you should already know that's that's a standing offertory. Okay, so a couple things. This episode, it's safe to assume that it will not come out in time for April 25th, but the April 25ths in our lives deserve light jackets. And I got a new jean jacket this year. And I know that sounds like crazy, like, okay, new jean jacket. But here's the thing. Our jean jackets last us so, so long. And... I got a new one this year and it's a new um, cut. So it's Old Navy's got some really great denim jackets right now. And I got the boyfriend cut. It is great and I love it. And I just want you guys to know about it. I think everyone needs it. Well, all the women. Sorry, I'm sorry, Paul. I mean, listen, I don't judge. You can buy a boyfriend cut jean jacket. Go on. It's boyfriend cut. <laughs> Male cut. Yeah, it's for you. Yeah. <laughs> it works for you. So there you go. I mean, I guess if you get it, it won't be called the boyfriend cut. It'll just be like a jean jacket. So <laughs> there's that. But I um also this is an Instagram account, many Hail Marys at a time. Mm-hmm. They like in the mornings, like it's the rosary every morning, and they have people come in. Chan and I have both been on it at different times. It comes on at 7:45 Eastern. And you pray the rosary with one or two of the hosts. One of the hosts actually knows your brother, Shannon. I don't know if you know that. It's like a crazy small world. I did know that. She is. It's a really great faith resource. Like it's one of those things where every morning I get the notification because like any other person, I have my phone and I'm scrolling (laughs) in the morning, like in bed. It's like, get out of bed. Then I get the notification. Many Hail Marys at a time is going live. And I go, girl, it is 645. You need to get out of this bed. You need to make your bed while you pray the rosary and get your stuff together. And I just kind of go through my day. And then I, I really love it. I really appreciate it. And my third thing is crush the podcast. It is a must listen. It's so good. You guys, it's basically like, what do you have? What happens when the life that you love doesn't love you back? 
or like, you know, the life that you want doesn't want you back. And it's just kind of talk about all these crushed moments about how like these things that were totally designed to break you and they just didn't. And the coast are Kirsten Lyons and Aaron Raderstorf and they're great. They're, they're great. I, I was their first guest, but I'm not biased. <laughs> Like, it's just a really great format. Like I've, li- I listen, I listen every week to people I don't know. And I start following them and hear their crush stories and see how they, you know, came out of it, made it work for them, persevered. Like, it's really wonderful. Like just normal people, normal people getting crushed. And you're like, you know what? That is, that is crush worthy, but look at you, girl, you do that. And it's, it's awesome. And it's not like a, you can do it ableist type thing. It's just a, you can do it and it might not be the way that you thought it would be, but, or you can't do it at all. And now I pivoted, do you know? And I, and I love it. So it's a great, it's a great podcast. So what about you, Paul? Yeah. What about me? Chick-fil-A, obviously. Chick-fil-A active. Chick-fil-A active. Definitely. Chick-fil-A active. Yes. I learned about this band through a fellow youth minister. So this works. Lake Street Dive. Are you guys familiar with Lake Street Dive? Yes. I yes. love the name. So yeah, Lake Street Dive. You should check them out. They just released an album called Obviously. They're all talented musicians. They all come from like a music conservatory. That's where they met. They're, so they're all music writers. They're all really accomplished. Great sound. They, they just released an album and they've been blowing up on like, blowing up on like CBS Saturday morning. What, what a place to yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. Listen, we are all like, we are. We listen, but like they're not a sound. And all I, of that, like we're, we're millennial basics out here. Like, yeah, I know. But like, now that I say it out loud, I'm like, wow, this band doesn't sound as cool as I think they are. I if, think they're if cool. That's, Listen, if that's Saturday morning, CBS Saturday morning, <laughs> like that's what my mom would watch. Um, Sunday morning, that's what Very you know. Well. But uh, but great. yeah, they are. They've just got a great sound. Um, this album, their last album, was good. I would strongly offer up Lake Street Dive as a band you should check out. Awesome, thank you. Wow. Gosh, this is this is, we got a lot of great recommendations. Um, we're gonna make it happen. So what happens when we, we take time off. We're like we're not searching for stuff because wait. it's kind of crazy Paul where can we follow you on social media oh I don't uh yeah wherever just google my name and see there (laughs) I if you're a youth ministry fan I do a podcast called pizza and side hugs that is legit that already oh my gosh minister you get it (laughs) you get it you get it Pizza and Side Hugs, pizzasidehugs.com is our website. I'm actually doing another podcast right now, but that's more of a niche. Mm-hmm. niche. 20 cool. year reunion for my high school. And so me and a friend, we are interviewing people from our high school. Just like, who were you in high school? What have you been up to? What have you learned? That kind of thing. So like 38 minutes of that from different people. That's we're probably cool. we're planning on doing like 20. And it should be releasing this month. I don't know what the title of it is. And if you didn't go to high school with me, you probably don't really care. No, but I, I would love that. I would love that. I think it will be great. But it's just, it's um, been really yeah. interesting hearing people's, their perspective on themselves and like who they were in high school. Because mm-hmm. like, it's given me a lot of self-reflection. I'm like, who did people think I was? And not that that like matters a ton. It's just interesting, right? So they'll be sharing something and I'll be like, that's not what I thought was going through your mind during our four years of high school. Interesting. Um, <laughs> that's kind you know, of, that's so cool. You should just call it 20 year reunion. I think that's what you should call it. I'll, I'll pitch that as a name. 
I feel like I'm not kidding. Like the this American life of like high school reunion. I'm, yeah, I it's not love as, that not so like, much. We're not as like produced. I well, yeah, right now. yeah. Um, <laughs> Who has time? There, like, but yeah, so that's what we're doing. That's, that's the other thing cool. I, I'm doing right now. I well, listen. Here's the thing. I tell people this: High School Musical. That was a working title. They just basically had it like as the title. They didn't know what the title was going to be. It was going to be like Wildcats or something like that. And they were like, just whatever, High School Musical, we got this. And then it kept going through as High School Musical. And then they're like, and that's what they kept referring to it as. And they decided just not to change it. And now it's High School Musical. Get your head in the game, Paul. 20-year reunion. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I will get my head in the game. Well, you can follow Paul. I will go to pizza, pizzasidehugs.com to learn about Paul's podcast. You can follow our podcast on social media at PSTV uh, podcast on Instagram and Twitter, but we don't use Twitter. I don't know why we pretend like we still have that. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at stylishlysia. You can follow Shannon at Team Quarter Black. To please email us any questions or conversations or anything at plaid and basic black at gmail.com we also have a website oh my gosh shannon you can go to our website psbbpodcast.com don't forget to rate and review us on apple Podcasts, stitcher spotify or wherever you get your podcast as always we appreciate your support by shopping our merch at shop.spreadshirt.com slash psbbpodcast or becoming a patreon subscriber by going to patreon.com slash psbbpodcast We'd like to say thank you to Jesus for being the best as always. He's the best around. So thank you to our family who helped us come to know and love Jesus so many years ago. Thank you to Jazar for our theme song, Season Mars, which is the bop you're hearing right now. Thank you so much, Paul, for joining us today and sharing about your faith and family. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Yes, of course. You should come back one time. Thank you, Shannon, once again, for being such a wonderful co-host. I know. I'm amazing. You're welcome. (laughs) Thanks to all of our listeners for joining us today. Be well and God bless. Bye. Peace.